Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, my name is Eric Estep. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Anything new in your world? Well, yes. Last week, the executive team approved a sabbatical for me. Oh, if I had the applause button, I would, I don't know. One of them is, is an applause button, but <laughs> you can hit the crickets <laughs> button on accident, I suppose. That's fantastic. How so, long has it been since you've done that? Oh, over 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. That's fantastic. Very I'm, good. I'm looking forward to it. So that's good. a new thing for me, but it's not, it's new and yet it's not happened yet. So it doesn't even matter. It's still exciting. You can look forward to it. I am. I began to look forward to it last week. That's good. That's good. Well, there's not much new for me, but I was watching golf the other day, as one does. See, this. See, I feel like wow. I'm already going to get made fun of because I'm the guy that watches C-SPAN and the guy that doesn't watch basketball or football or anything like that. Well, let me just he ask, watches golf. <laughs> was, was Epictetus playing? Nope. Oh, nope. really? Nope. Okay. Uh, but I was watching an interview with one of the golfers, and he said something that made me think about our podcast. He said that fear is a great motivator. That made you think of our podcast? It made, it made me think of our podcast. Because um, you're always afraid of what? Not having another episode coming <laughs> up? Always afraid of our lack of content. Oh, what dear. We Here do? we go. I, yeah. What do we do? Well, in, in his context, he was thinking about if, if I don't play well, then I might lose my ability to play on this tour. And that's another reason to go go practice Let, and go work hard and hmm. all that kind of thing. That was that was the kind of fear he was talking about and the motivation to, gotcha. to practice and work. And well, that's one of the reasons I don't play golf. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm afraid the ball will go in the water. I'm afraid the ball will get mm-hmm. lost. I mean, those sorts of things. <laughs> just, there's too much fear involved. There's a lot of fear involved. Golf. It's a great motivator to not do that thing. Well, it, it yeah. <laughs> Did that just ring the horns? No, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it reminded me of the podcast, but it also reminded me of a sermon I heard recently. Mm-hmm. Um we have been going through Matthew for a while now. We're in Matthew 14 at church, and we um, just went through the the passage where Jesus walks on water. And it's a it's a really interesting story. You preached on it, was that, mm-hmm. I don't know, two weeks ago, two Sundays ago. Um, and one of the, the things that you pointed out, which I thought was really interesting, was just the difference of result of if, if I'm looking at Jesus, there's there's one particular result. If I'm looking at the storm, there's a there's a different result. And I'll, I'm just going to read the story, and we can kind of go from there and think about what the storm does, what Jesus does. And it's a pretty fun story. Yeah. Um, so this is from Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33. It says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. 
And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And one of the things that uh, was pointed out on that Sunday was the storm is something that incites fear. And this, mm-hmm. this story about Jesus, well, it eventually incites worship. Which, which is the, the, the final end result. But there's, um, there's trust there, there's courage there, there's um, faith there. And the, the, two, the two main characters, the storm or Jesus, do two very, very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was interesting to me as, as I was listening is uh, you pointed out there, there are plenty of things in this world that do more what the storm does than what Jesus does. In the name of Jesus, they do. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that I <clears throat> I think that we need to recognize that there are organizations, there are newsletters, there are fundraisers, there's all sorts of things that in the name of Jesus attempt to make people afraid. Mm. And well and what they will do and I just was actually noticed this even as you're reading uh, it said and when he saw the wind. Mm. It occurred to me, you know what? You don't really see the wind. Mm-hmm. The wind blows. You feel the wind. You see the effects of the wind, but you mm-hmm. don't see the wind. Uh, so it's just interesting that here Peter uh, sees the wind as though it was a thing and essentially kind of creates this new story in his brain mm-hmm. that the whole, I'm going to sink. I can't, I can't, this isn't something I should be doing. It says he was afraid and began to sink. Because he saw the wind. And, um, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that people in the name of Jesus will try and make you see invisible things mm-hmm. that will then make you afraid mm-hmm. um, so that then, I don't know, I, the so that probably there's lots of end results to the so Many that. Many potential so that, yeah. But they all probably all have to do with somebody besides Jesus mm-hmm. rescuing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably all have to do with, uh, well, most of them have to do with money. And so, you know, they're trying to get you to see the wind and uh, become afraid. Mm-hmm. And what happened when Peter saw the wind and was afraid is he began to sink. Right. And I think that's um, <clears throat> that's one of the things we're trying to do on this podcast is help the church not sink because it gets so nervous about the wind. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, they're using fear, which is why that quote at the beginning um, mm-hmm. reminded me of this sermon. Fear is a great motivator. If you if you see the effects of the wind, your your eyes are drawn toward it. There's oh, I should pay attention to this thing, and and there is some motivating motivating force befo- behind fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not it's not always towards the right end. It's not always toward um, where we want to be going, especially if it if it takes us away takes our vision away from looking at Jesus, which is what, what happens in the story. Right. Uh, and, and I think the you're, you're talking about um, Christian organizations or, or things of that nature using fear to maybe they raise money, maybe they draw attention, maybe they promote action or some other thing. 
Um, but it, it should be telling that they're using they're using the motivation of fear rather than something else. Well, you uh, were able. I don't know how you did this. You were able to find some headlines that actually maybe maybe took a break from watching golf. Maybe that I, I took a little break and yeah. and and looked for some headlines, and you found some that were I don't know fear inducing. Maybe we, we almost we could almost have a game now on the show. Oh. It's Jesus or Storm. <laughs> well, or or we could do like four or five headlines that are true and one that's not and see if people can guess. But yeah, that's my, um, actually the, the newsletter that I uh, invited people to sign up for a few weeks ago, Morning Brew plays that game every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And this morning, the false one, just this is completely unrelated to this topic. Um <laughs> Rabbit trails of Scott. Here we go. Yeah, that uh, the 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 false headline today was haunted boat wa- um, full of Elvis paraphernalia floats ashore in Florida. <laughs> and just to tell you how bizarre the other headlines were, I didn't guess it. That was a fake one. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, what, what are some of yours? So I, I grabbed a list of headlines. Uh, I, I grabbed these yesterday, and one of the criteria is I, I went to. A bunch of the major websites, and I didn't scroll up. I just I just stayed on the very front page very and, first thing you and see. kind of grabbed whatever drew my attention. And it's notable which which side of the motivation these are on. Uh, so the first one, this is from CNN. It says earthquake cleaved a deep canyon like chasm in the middle of a Turkish olive grove. Wow. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that a canyon could appear in an olive grove all of a sudden. That's kind of scary. Um, this is on Fox, uh, fox.com. U.S. military strikes down possible Iranian-made surveillance drone. Note, I have no idea where they, d- they did that in the headline. It's just, it could be anywhere, uh, but you should, you should be concerned about it. You mm-hmm. should be a little bit And fearful. it's probably worse that it's Iranian-made instead of made mm-hmm. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, NPR uh, said, when politicians have no shame, the old rules don't apply. And it was, I believe that was a story about... Oh shoot! Well, I believe that that head, that headline is true. I believe that one. Well, <laughs> none of these are false headlines. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, these are all true. Um, but again, that that's kind of promoting just a, a fearful feeling about what politicians are doing. You can't trust any, mm-hmm. the, and they're not they're not following the old rules. This is, yep. this, is a, this is concern. The New York Times had as lawmakers spar over Social Security, its costs are rising fast. Well, of uh, course they are. Of course they are. They're sparring over it. They're not getting anything done. Yeah. And then this one from the Wall Street Journal, um, particularly fearful. Every parent's nightmare. TikTok is a hotbed for child sexual exploitation. That's that's a fearful headline for sure. And there's a big reporting piece about it. And, mm-hmm. and frankly, you all should not be on TikTok. That'd be a good idea. Um, but it's notable. Those are five different websites, um, five different five different postures in the media landscape and all of them were using. So you, you pulled five here. Mm-hmm. How, how many websites did you go looking at to get five? Five. Oh, I okay. just went to the first five. <laughs> I thought that was probably the case <laughs> because everybody's doing this. Right. That is the thing. I mean, right. yeah, you've got five out of five and that's not very hard. Mm-hmm. And, and, Fear is a motivator, and I and, and these all use fear to to less more or less degree. Mm-hmm. It's not 
some of them aren't as overt, but there's at least a, a low level of you should be concerned about this and this should, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say some level of fear, some level of you should be afraid of this thing. And what's interesting is it's effective, right? It's a motivator. If I, I have a desire to click some of these things because, oh my goodness, I didn't know that happened. Or, oh my uh, goodness, I can't believe that could happen. So you went to five websites, you found five headlines. How many of them did you read? I haven't read any of those yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a different end in mind. Um, I was just trying to grab, I just mainly wanted to grab them quickly and show okay. how quickly it was, how, how quickly I could grab fear, okay. fear driving headlines. The good news is you were not manipulated into reading these articles. Right. I, I got their number. I know Ooh, what's going on. You saw right through them. Good job. Uh, so yeah, fear, fear is a motivator. Um, and those websites you can go onto, but they're, they are going to gain uh, money as a, a factor here. They're going to gain revenue. If I click stuff there, if the longer I am on their website, um, the more the advertising dollars can go up because my eyeballs are on there longer. Um, this, this so is, that's why you were so fast getting the headline, getting off, getting Boom! Off. I'm not going to give you any advertising advantages. Right. Right. Good job, Eric. So these are headlines, uh, but this is not the only use of fear in, in driving action. Uh, I, I didn't have very many of these, but you added some, um, the, these are recent fundraising emails and I don't have many of these because I've unsubscribed to as many as I can figure out. <laughs> so I, I've definitely called my inbox and that's very helpful. But one of the ones I found yesterday, uh, it had siren emojis in the subject line. That's important to which note. Which for me is a flag that I should just delete the email. So just just note that. So if you're gonna write uh, you know, comment at City on the Hill podcast, no, don't put a siren don't, emoji don't siren in there emoji. for Eric. It said siren emoji, action needed siren emoji again. Um, help us save election integrity. Which is just obnoxious. Um, but again, it's a, it's telling you there's something you should be concerned about enough that I should put sirens because mm -hmm. if we don't do this thing, we are going to lose election integrity. That's what it's yeah, saying. It's almost gone, yep. How, did you have any in your inbox recently? N well, no. <laughs> I too had unsubscribed, but I know where to find them. Nice. So I went online and found them. And <clears throat> here's one. Um, see if you can uh, figure out the urgency in this uh, headline. It says, contact your U.S. Senator before Monday to save religious freedom. You know, I, I Which said differently <clears throat> is on Tuesday, if you do nothing, well, there was, will be no religious freedom. I was going to say, I'm, I didn't call. And this is your fault. Scott. I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> none of us have it any longer. Well, then that was, that was one week, the week before that though. So this will give you some idea about how true these are. I think the week before that said, we, this is the same organization. <clears throat> we only have 24 hours before Democrats crush religious freedom. So I'm guessing that those 24 hours came and went, and then the next week they had to say something about saving religious freedom again, mm. because that first one, boy, that didn't actually happen. They actually didn't get it crushed that first week, so we have to save it the next week. It's like, really? Then the next one was, um, this was from early, I'd say, these are all from the same month of last year. Stop Biden from taking over your health care. 
And I, you know, I thought he was kind of busy with some foreign policy, with running the country kind of things, and that he would actually come for my own personal health care. I don't know. I, now you, I, now I, you have reason to be afraid. I, Someone that big and that powerful is coming after you. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the most powerful man in the world is going to take my health care. Yeah. Wow. So that's, yeah, the, I mean, it's everywhere. Right. And it is really a, um, it's just sad. I mean, it's sad that you have to have these these three things all in one month from the same organization. Mm-hmm. And one of them assumes the other one wasn't true even. Right. Which is crazy. Right. You can't send the, the <clears throat> second one if the first one wasn't true. Yeah. If, if they crushed religious freedom, you wouldn't have to save it a week later. Right. Because it would already be gone. Because we only had 24 hours. That's right. Yeah. Well, and... One, these are all great examples of fear-mongering. I'm going to sell you fear and drive you to action with fear. But I get particularly ticked off with this kind of stuff because it's not real. And even in the, at least in the story with Jesus walking on the water, Peter sees the effects of the storm. And there really is a storm. There really is wind. Mm-hmm. There's something big and scary out there. Jesus is stronger. Jesus is bigger and better than the storm. But at least there's a real storm. This stuff... I leans into uh, something that's just not true and fabricates a storm to drive you to action, which is especially when we're talking about Christian organizations infuriates me. Yeah. That, and I I think you mentioned this before we started uh, kind of praise on the fact that you don't know all these things right out of your um, right. Just off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, I don't exactly know what Biden's going to do with health care. Right. I don't, may, yeah. So maybe you I probably should don't a, know how health care fully works in this country. Yeah. I mean, when, maybe nobody does, not even the people sure. in charge. I mean, it's such it's a, a complex. humongous, mm-hmm. complex thing. But because of that, then I need a headline that mm-hmm. takes advantage of the fact that, yeah, you're not going to know everything about your health care, probably. Right. right. And the people writing these things, they know that. They know you don't know. They know that you don't understand that religious freedom will not be crushed in the next 24 hours. The 24 hours is really a fundraising deadline. That's what the 24 hours is internally. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting kind of fired up. <laughs> All right, um, breathe in, breathe out. But what's, what's frustrating about that is presumably someone uh, subscribed to this newsletter. I want you to continue to communicate to me because I, tr- I trust this institution. I mm, trust this mm-hmm. organization. I'm going to give you my ear and you will, you know things that I don't understand. So you can tell me what's going on in the world, um, be it foreign policy or religious freedom or, or healthcare or whatever things I think are important. You will be the one that tells me those things. And they, they do know some of those things. They do understand how some of this is put together, but they know you don't understand. And they, they put it in your inbox or they, they, put, they send you a text or they put it wherever and they say, hey, look at the effects of this storm. The wind is blowing really hard and the only way we can stop the wind is if you do X or you mm-hmm. do Y. And I think it's, you know, I just <clears throat> think it's really important for us to, like I just was joking with you, but breathe in, breathe out and realize Unsubscribe. That the whole the, the whole storm situation is um, they're trying to convince you somebody besides Jesus is going to stop the storm, mm. and that's I think the thing that I'm 
that is really frustrating about it to me, and they've convinced uh, other Christians that, I don't know, maybe Jesus even isn't around. He, maybe he's not even around in the storm. Mm. Maybe, maybe we got to take care of the storm ourselves. And that's, uh, again, if we're trying to help the church uh, commit themselves to the kingdom of heaven and represent the kingdom of heaven, that is not the way that you talk about your king mm. when you're representing the kingdom of heaven. When you're representing the kingdom of heaven, you really have to pay attention that, yeah, Jesus commands a storm. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's at its, you know, um, he, he's not lost in it. He's not worried about it. He's not frustrated by it. And, um, you know, your, your Savior walks on water, mm-hmm. and you don't need to wring your hands. Right. You don't need to give money to some uh, group because only a, this political action committee can save the world. I mean, if you belong to the kingdom of heaven, you have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to do you any good to wring your hands or to look up and see the storm or w- look for the wind or whatever it is. And uh, I, yeah, I don't have much patience for... Uh, for Christians that do that in the name of Jesus, Jesus do the work of the storm. Right. Frankly. Right. Yeah, that's good. And I, I want us to, I, I want to listen to people who are trying to act like Jesus and not act like the storm. And I, I do want to note that um, following Jesus doesn't get rid of the storm necessarily. Mm-hmm. For a lot of that story, Peter is in the midst of the storm, but eventually was it was holding the hand of the one who could stand on the storm well a lot of the a lot of the story i mean they started out in the evening and it was three o'clock to six o'clock in the morning by the time jesus comes right. walking on the water right that is a long time in the storm and then it didn't go away immediately when jesus came either mm-hmm. yeah so uh, the, the the options are i can sell fear or i can point people to jesus um but that doesn't mean the storm goes away immediately um but i'd, I'd much rather be tethered to the one who, who created the globe that uh, now has a storm in the middle of it uh, well, than just be with the storm. And the, the thing is, you're assuming the storm is real mm-hmm. rather than conjured right. by a headline or conjured by uh, a political action committee or news mm-hmm. reporter so that they can get you to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually talking about real storms. You're actually talking yeah. about real storms. And I think that, again, we have to... Um, you know, it's just so hard to not be able to talk to people about the way the world is mm-hmm. without there being this imaginary storm there. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I feel a little bit helpless about and wanted, again, wanted to talk, uh, wanted to create this podcast so that we could have better conversations right. about the way the world is instead of being worried about storms that are, you know, conjured in, in mm-hmm. the minds of salespeople, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Well, and, and frankly, life is so much more stressful when you give your ear to people who are mimicking the storm or, or fabricating a storm or saying, hey, be fearful about this thing. I, the number of conversations I've had with people who, that are just driven by fear mm-hmm. and, oh, did you know about this or this or this? Or I heard this on, on the news or I, I read this on the internet or on Facebook or whatever. And it's, it's them being, being pulled by the, these type of people we just read. 
and there, there's there's so much stress there. There's so much uh, angst and and fear and concern um, because they were they were told things that aren't, aren't always true, or mm-hmm. or told to, or encouraged to emphasize things that they have absolutely no control over, um, or that have too. this ocup, occupy your brain. Um, be concerned about this thing on the other side of the country that is happening that you you would prefer not happen. Uh, so. Life is really stressful when you give your give your ears and your attention um, and your thoughts to things like that. And I I just want to recommend to anybody to consider who it is you give your ear to. Um, as as I was kind of putting these these thoughts together, one of the things that came to mind was uh, one of the characters from Lord of the Rings. There's a one of the kings is uh, King Theoden, and he has a counselor, Grimma Wormtongue, and his his name is is perfect. Um, but he's, he's the counselor for this King Theoden and he is completely unhelpful and he sits at his right hand and has his ear and he can literally lean in and and give him advice and give him counsel. And often his advice and his counsel is, uh, to be, to be cowardly, to be concerned about this thing out there that you can't control or can't see and basically to live in fear. And if you've read the books or seen the movie until that counselor is kicked out and driven out of the city. Um, the king is completely uh, immobilized. He can't do anything because mm-hmm. he's given horrible advice. He's given um, horrible counsel. And until you, he got rid of that counselor and had a better counselor, and, and in the movies, um, Grimm and Wormtongue, he gets driven out of the city and Gandalf takes his place, which mm. is a, a, a good bum, counselor bum, bum. type. Yeah, yeah. There, and he sits and he, he takes the position of the, that was once the position of the bad counselor. And... Once he's there, he's giving good advice and give it, and he w- he's drawing that king towards courage and towards honor and nobility and, um, frankly, glory and some of those things and to, and to do the brave thing for his people rather than the cowardly thing. And we may not all be kings, but we still give our ears for counsel from someone. It could be. Well, I hope you do. I mean, yeah. I hope people get good counsel or get counsel at all, but good counsel is much better, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the, in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the counselors we give our ear to, we do, it's kind of by default. Not, it's not on purpose. We don't think to ourselves, this is going to be a counselor. Um, but they are. It's, it's what, what channel am I going to have on the, on the TV um, by default? That's, you're, you're choosing a counselor. You may not think of it that way, but you're, you're choosing a count, mm-hmm. counselor. Who am I, what podcast am I going to have as subscribed? That, sit, sit on a hill. City on a hill. Hopefully we can be. Oh, is that rhetorical? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's rhetorical. Ah, oh, such a hard time telling those rhetorical yeah. questions from the real ones. But wh- whoever whoever you give uh, give your attention to, you're saying, hey, I want you to counsel me in the way to think about these things. Um, so podcasts or what you read or what you watch. Well, even those fundraising things, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're expecting that that's the, you know, authoritative advice on it. Mm-hmm. And I I would just say if if the people you're listening to are doing the work of the storm instead of the work of Jesus, mm-hmm. hit unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. And when you get that screen that pops up says why do you want to unsubscribe, say other, and then just write Grima Worm Tongue. Grima Worm Tongue. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Let Let's start a trend. That'd be fantastic. So I just I would love to see places flooded with Grima Worm Tongue. <laughs> it just be, it that, becomes a standard option. <laughs> that'd be fabulous. So all this, 
my, yeah, my hope for all of this episode is just to encourage you to think about, do you have some counselors that are more like the storm than, than Jesus? Um, and, and maybe something's coming to mind right now and yeah, unsubscribe, uh, maybe delete it, maybe, um, set some parameters. So, uh, you're, you're not giving it the time or attention that allows it to sway the way you think about well, things. And I would, I would just add too. I mean, ask yourself the question, um, does this sound like Jesus would sound if he mm. were talking to me mm. or, or does this sound more like the storm? Mm-hmm. And I think when you find that, I mean, I mean, when you ask that question, I think you'll find that a lot of these don't sound much like Jesus. Right. I mean, they, in some respect, they have a religious end. I mean, I was just thinking about the ones about saving religious freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is not in heaven wringing his hands over religious freedom. Right. His church does just fine, whether there's religious freedom or not. And, um, yeah, life's easier and better, and I'm really thankful for our religious freedom. But, um, yeah, wringing your hands is, that's the work of the storm, not the work of Jesus. So, And, and Jesus wants your joy and wants your connection and not just your pocketbook. And your peace. Yes, yep. and your peace. <laughs> So take that into consideration. Evaluate that way. I think it'll be. I think life will be a lot better mm. <laughs> if you do that. So that's what we have today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be here next time, and hopefully, we'll be wise counselors. If we, if you are subscribing to us uh, as one of your podcast of regular listening, uh, so if you're not, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us if you find what we're doing helpful. A review does go a long way. Um, you can also share it with a friend. If you do have questions or comments, send them to, to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com, and we look forward to the next conversation.